someone that needs three cups of coffee to have enough energy for the day? Are you always feeling tired, sluggish, or with little or no energy? This week on the Sovereign Woman Movement Show, we're going to be talking about energy, what it is metaphysically, why you really feel tired, and how to increase it. But not a beautiful sovereign woman. I am Jyotira Dukar, and I help entrepreneurial women heal and overcome cold depression in order to rewire inner child subconscious programs through Kundalini yoga therapy and spiritual psychotherapy. And this is our movement of self healing and taking our sovereignty back. Satnam, a beautiful, beautiful queens. Welcome to another beautiful week in this. 2021 year of awareness of sovereignty of reverence that was my word for the year I was trying to remember because I always set like an energetic word theme for my entire year based on what I receive in meditation and now that I'm remembering the word was reverence so reverence meaning making everything sacred being grateful for all of it for what we consider the small but also what we consider to be those big things and um, reverence is so important in our lives during such a time of major change. And last week we were talking about a lot of, of stress and how to process stress and how to overcome it. How do we usually deal with it so we can have some awareness. And uh, this week we're going to follow up with that a little bit more. And we're going to talk about more about energy and why we really feel tired. Why we really feel that we need coffee or outer stimulants to actually get us through the day. But before we talk about that, I want to give you first a cosmic overview of this week, because I was just talking to the beautiful uh, goddesses inside of our satna this morning. So right now, every Monday, we are actually uh, hosting 4 a.m. <clears throat> well, actually, the doors open at 3.35 a.m., but 3.35 a.m. satna, where uh, we are chanting for two and a half hours along Echo Cars. Today's actually day 31 for me. My God, it has been life-changing in every way. And this morning, we actually, are Mondays, I actually practice with my community with Satori Wellness and Spirituality. <clears throat> and uh, I was sharing with them what an epic week this was because there's a lot of change happening. And I think a lot of us can feel it. And so before we talk about energy, which is what we're gonna talk about this week, we're gonna I want to give you an overview of, of what is happening in the cosmos so you're aware of why especially this week you're going to need to have a lot of life force energy to be able to process there's a lot of things happening that are going to need you to be in your neutral mind and that is what sovereignty is that is what a sovereign woman is is one that is in our satnam grounded a stable nervous system has energy to process the emotions so that the outer world doesn't take her out of her throne. So she's not swayed by the good and the bad. She controls the mind and she lives in reverence. She has gratitude for the present moment. And that's why we do the inner work. That's why, you know, I've been getting up at 3.30 in the morning and chanting and rewiring the subconscious and healing and growing spiritually. And it's been just so beautiful. And this is why this week you're going to need a lot more energy because today specifically, the actually the um, Taurus enters into the sun. So we're moving signs. We're leaving the sign of Aries where we had this fiery action and all these ideas, right? But now here we are in Taurus season and Taurus is grounded. So 
Taurus is about taking action and manifesting in the 3D physical world. So now it's time to actually make, you know, make it happen here. So the shift in energy, you can start to feel it today, but the big cosmic event, and I was just telling uh, our beautiful community members that this is going to be perfect for Wednesday's Kundalini Yoga class, because on Thursday, we have Venus going conjunct Uranus. And this could be known as the most shocking revolutionary day in love and relationships. And the reason that is, and it's also shocking as it relates to things that are happening in the collective. And the reason that is, is because this is kind of like a preview of the upcoming in June. Remember I, I talked to you all about at the beginning of the year that there's going to be three major transits where Uranus is going to uh, be uh, squaring Saturn. Well, this is the second part of that or part, part of like the preview of that. And it's picking up that energy and it's very shocking, very like bringing forth uh, news information to the collective that kind of shakes people up. And when Venus actually conjuncts Uranus, with this, Venus is about relationships, the relationship you have with yourself, the um, also friendships, business, then it can bring really shocking revelations to your personal life. And I was telling the goddesses this morning at Satori that we're living in times of extremes. So there's no middle. It's either you're in fear or in love. And that's that's how this energy is. It's, it's going to be very disruptive. Or it could also, if you've been working on your relationships, whether that's romantic or business and with yourself, then this is going to be a breakthrough moment of deep interconnection to your self-worth and your value system. So it could be very transformative in a positive way. But if you haven't been doing any of the inner work, then this could also mean a breakup of relationships, a complete just disruption. <clears throat> and on the collective, this is the week also where you're seeing the trial happening right now with uh, George Floyd case. And, and the thing with that is, is that the energies can amplify your Uranus being shocking. There could be outcomes that happen that the collective is not going to be happy about and shocked about that could really get people back on the streets even more and really uh, in a kind of social disruptive way because people are gonna be very frustrated this week. Cause like I told you, there's no extremes. It's either you are in faith and gratitude and love and in joy and, and waking up and saying, thank God I'm breathing. Thank God for my family. Thank God for, the beauty of the sun, or you're on the other spectrum. You haven't dealt with your inner child programming. You haven't, you don't go within and you don't face yourself. You don't want to realize and accept that you are the problem as much as the solution. And you continue to be a victim in this world and blame others. Then you're suffering a lot. You're suffering a lot because there's a lot of reasons right now to blame others for why you're not happy and a sovereign woman does not take that path. That's why it takes a lot of courage to do the inner work and do the work we do inside of Satori Balance and Spirituality because it's women that have realized that as much as they're the problem, they're the solution. And that's what we need in this world. We need people that have compassion for themselves and that also are really, really honest with themselves and they realize that they are the answer to everything they've been seeking. And that's what Venus is trying to teach all of us. It's this relationship with yourself. It's how do you value you? That's why we're working on self-worth 
this month instead of satori wellness and spirituality how do we connect to that frequency of knowing we're enough we're whole and complete so it could also be really really positive for those relationships who have been doing the inner work because this could be a breakthrough into more intimacy and even some really adventurous ways to be in, in your love in ways that you've never experienced love. So again, this could be really amazing. So how does a sovereign woman prepare, you know, for myself, we, Venus has been transitioning and transforming me personally so much and how I value, value myself, how I see myself, how I love myself and what I've done in my relationship. Cause you all know that I've been married for 23 years and I've been with my husband since we were six I was 16 well actually I met him when I was 14 but we got married when I was 16 so what we did is because a lot of the uh, old emotions were coming up and this is why I say that traditional therapy does not work a lot of the things what's happening in our journey is that we've been through so much I've lived with him more than half the, my life than my parents I've lived with him more than my parents at this point in my life right and you all know my story. I've shared with you all where we've we've grown together. Love has kept us together. He's my twin flame. And there have been some really serious situations in our life where even though they're not happening now, there's if you don't deal with the subconscious mind, those thoughts can be triggering, especially during a transit like Venus where she's transforming and all this disruptive energy where triggers may be coming up. And I started to see that there was a lot of triggers that were coming up that I thought to myself, hmm, this, I don't like this. I don't like the way this feels. And I knew why it was happening because Venus is really working on our relationship. For me, it's specifically for romantic relationships, uh, not, not business in any way. And so what we did is my husband and I, we started to do this very beautiful, there's a, there's a practice in Kundalini yoga that is known as Venus Kriyas and there's specific Kriyas and they're very sacred and they're very short and because you can only do one at a time they're three minutes long that's how powerful they are and you can only do one at a time for 40 days you you, you shouldn't be doing two because energetically they have to, that's how powerful they are because what happens is that these these kriyas you actually do them together with your partner so my husband and i have been practicing a kriya together to release all grudges so every morning we come and we look at each other in our eyes and we chant together the mantra to tune us in. And then we practice this Kriya together. And I, this has helped us so much during this time of transformation of Venus and really in union, because when you are in a twin flame situ uh, uh, relationship, and I talked about twin flames in some of my past podcasts, you guys can go check those out uh, on the uh, replays and anywhere podcasts are played, Google, um, uh, Spotify, Apple, but when you are in a twin flame relationship, what that is, is that it's two souls that separated and that found each other back into life. And, and the reason that they found back each other is because they're both ready to heal or they're both healing and they're here for a big purpose. They're here to show the world what unconditional love is. And the reason that that happens is because typically these twin flame relationships are actually very, there's a lot of turmoil there's a lot of healing that needs to happen. There's a lot of forgiveness. But when you can get to the point where you have done that work and you can bring, come into union, that soul comes back together as one. And then you serve as an example, as an energy frequency to others around you. And that's why for me, it's such a motivation to self-heal and for my husband as well to self-heal because for us, we see it as the breaking of the ancestral karmic 
cycles of lack of self-love, lack of marriage, holiness and, and, and respect and compassion. And it's a big task that's given to us, but the, the meditations that we're doing right now have completely transformed our marriage, completely transformed our marriage. So when I tell you that the inner work has changed my entire life, I'm not kidding. And that's how you use this energy. You know, you know, Venus is doing a transformation in relationships. You know that it's doing a really uh, transformation in relationship with yourself. You know that this week is going to be very disruptive energy. Uranus shocking, but again, it could be both amplified in the higher frequencies of positive or the lower frequencies of negative. So then what do you do as a human being? Then, then you understand the science of astrology. So then you apply specific energy work specific meditations to change the frequency and to use the energy to your advantage and that's how you become a yogic scientist because ultimately and i shared this inside of our free community and you all can go follow us on instagram at sovereign woman movement but ultimately sadhana which is our daily practice that we do and again it doesn't have to be long right it's just you're doing a practice to bring oxygen to the brain but ultimately what you're doing is you're integrating discipline and discipline is a science. It's a way of living. That's how Jogi Bhajan described it. And I couldn't agree more. Discipline is the highest form of self-worth. And your outer world will never change if your inner world doesn't change first. And that's why traditional therapy doesn't work because you have to go within. Talking about it is not enough. I can hold space for people, but that's what I do when I, uh, especially during my tantric healing sessions or when I'm doing one-on-ones. But beyond that, it's about learning how to rewire the subconscious, how to apply the energy work to change the frequency of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So that's how you use the cosmic energy. That's how you use the astros to your advantage, right? You, you look at what's happening in the, in the cosmos. And of course, you have to look at your chart. It's not just like reading a horoscope. You look at your chart and you see what part of the um, cosmos is working in what aspect of your life. And then you say, oh, wow, this is what's happening. So let me apply specific energy work to help me thrive during these times, to help me bring it in, to help me manifest, right? And that's how you become an alchemist. And this is what we teach inside of Satori Wellness and Spirituality. And it's very powerful, very prescriptive, and it'll help you really understand yourself and give you a better meaning about the world. So this week specifically, you're going to need a lot of energy because again, it's extremes. It's either you're living in the state of consciousness where you feel clear, you're on path, you know, you're grateful, you, you came out of the uh, Phoenix rising, you know, you came out of the, the ashes and, or you're feeling a state of consciousness where you're in a lot of fear, you're uh, feeling nervous, you're feeling like something's gonna happen, self-salvage kind of situation and no good or bad, but you may be feeling that way, right? And the cosmos are telling us why, but also a lot of people don't realize that it has to do with the fact that we are a society that has been pretty much trained to believe that we to feel better and especially to have energy, which is what we're going to talk about this week, that we have, we needed from an outside source. So especially in the West, you know, we, we have been trained to have lots of cups of coffee a day, uh, especially if you're an overachiever and an entrepreneur, which is a lot of the women that, that I attract instead of uh, spirituality, those that are, uh, also graduated from the Sovereign Women Academy, they, they're go-getters, they're leaders, they're entrepreneurs, they're, they own their own businesses or starting new businesses, right? And so they, they, they have a lot of distress because a lot of people demand a lot from them. And so most of them, 
either feel tired by like three o'clock or two o'clock or before they even get to that point you know they're drinking they're on their second or third cup of coffee by you know 10 o'clock in the morning and the only reason I'm saying this to you all ladies is because I was that woman you know I just I didn't eat all day and I would uh, basically have like three cups of coffee by like one o'clock and then I would be fine and then I would get home and I would eat something and that was pretty much my day but I didn't pretty much coffee was was running my system and I was like that for a long time. And, and the reason that I'm talking about this is because I was there and I can share with you how not to be in that situation because the, the reprimand or the results, the effects are horrible. First of all, I'm seeing this happen more and more. And we've been talking about cold depression, which is in essence of most women that have cold depression. And this was me too. They didn't even realize they had it because they, they were so stimulated by the coffee or the things outside of them, whatever they drank or, or things to keep them busy, right? That they didn't re- they didn't have time to really deal or they didn't make time, they avoided the time to really deal with what was happening within, which is extreme existential crisis, disconnection from your soul, having no energy and relying on outside sources to actually make it happen. And the reason that that is happening right now, like I've explained many times before, and this is why the core foundation of the Sovereign Women Academy that I'm launching, that is the only focus, healing cold depression. But the reason it's happening right now is because it's the number one element that we are all going to have as a humanity in this new age of consciousness. And it's going to be a a very big problem until 2038. Jogi Bhajan talked about this so much. And the reason that is, is because technology and we even our children are suffering we were at a family gathering yesterday uh one of our family members talking about her daughter how she just has high levels of anxiety and just wants to cry and it's even worse for children because we have so much access to technology and information because we live in the age of information that our brains are consuming more information in one day than our ancestors did in in their entire lifetime 100 years ago So our brains are not equipped to consume all that, or they are equipped, but you have to learn to integrate the inner work. You have to meditate. It's not, it's preventive medicine and Kundalini yoga is meditation. And it's not something that you do to relax. I mean, you can relax if you get to those states of consciousness, but it's not for you to go into a coma or for you to hopefully like not have any thoughts. It's it's medicine because you're opening up the cabinet within and you're allowing the brain to get oxygen, number one, that's number one, but you're also rewiring the patterns, right? And you're allowing the brain like a computer, like a hardware system to process all the information because every time you click on that email, every time you click on that uh, Instagram post, or every time you click on that Facebook post, Snapchat, TikTok, that's a dopamine pump, like little ping, a dopamine ping onto your brain. So your brain, it's like it's taking a little shot of tequila every, you know, every time you're doing that. And when you're not going within, it doesn't matter if you're an intellectual, if you're super smart. I, I see women like this all the time, the, the overachievers, the entrepreneurs, their nervous systems completely break down they, and they can't function anymore. And they don't know why. Why? Because their brains are deteriorating at a very high level because they're high functioning. They're out there in the world, creating businesses, running their communities, you know, their houses and all these different leadership positions, but they're not taking care of themselves, right? And they're not realizing what's going on inside of them, which is when the brain doesn't work properly because it's deteriorating because of so much information, what happens next? 
the secretions of the glands stop working. So instead of getting good um, secretions into the system, you're getting really, really negative toxins. And all of this is happening throughout your entire day. And then you're feeding because you're not making wise choices because you're not in your satnam and in your truth. You're feeding yourself the coffee and the outer stimulants and then the food that does, it's a, it's a, it's a rippling effect. So you're never going to have enough energy because you're not teaching your system how to create the energy from within. That's the problem. And a lot of people don't realize that inner work, Sadna, I get up at 3.30 in the morning. I've been doing this for 31 days now. And I have more energy now than when I was getting up at five, when I was getting up at 4.30. Why? Because I spent two and a half hours self-healing. I spent two and a half hours creating oxygen in the brain in the morning. I spent two and a half hours changing the subconscious thoughts that always tell me I'm not enough or I'm not this, or I need the coffee. I need all of this. And I stopped drinking coffee. You all know that I stopped drinking coffee in March when I was detoxifying. And I wasn't even trying to, I just completely stopped. I have like, I've had probably like one cup of coffee at my mom's house a one time and it, I wasn't craving it, but it was their kind of situation. But you all know that I've completely replaced it. And now I'm all I'm a mud water girl. If you watched my reels, mud water is incredible. And I'm not even like, I should get probably paid by them for this, but I really do love their stuff. And I wouldn't, I would not talk about anything that I don't love. But for me, mud has really changed my life. Uh, after I stopped drinking coffee, uh, I found this, or actually they found me through the amazing targeting, right? But this is a, a beautiful uh, tea, I guess you would call it, but it has masala chai, it has cacao, it has lion's mane, it has cordyceps, it has chaga, it has reishi, reishi cinnamon, turmeric, Himalayan salt, all incredibly great products. You put it in hot water, you get like this little blender thing. You can add like a splash of coconut water or coconut milk or like almond milk. You can, add, you can even add uh, my husband and boys because my sons love it. They like to put agave in it. So I, I get up earlier. I get up at 3.30 in the morning. I don't drink coffee anymore. I do get tired sometimes like around three o'clock, but it's not always. I used to get more tired before where I would always be tired by two o'clock with drinking coffee because I would drink the coffee in the morning and by two o'clock my system was like completely out and in my what I the work that I do in 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 holding space and in therapy for others I have to be at my best 100% of the time so what I started to do I did do more self-care so I started to integrate naps even like half hour naps but now I'm not even needing to take the naps because I'm telling you, it's just the, the inner work. It, the, it's the life force energy we're going to talk about tomorrow, vitality, right? It's the life force energy that you're basically increasing from within, not needing it from an outside world. Let me see. Let me check out your comments before we start. Lizzie says, Elise has been emotional as well, crying a lot. Yeah, today's a very uh, shift, shifting day. You know, we, we're, we're moving energies. Let her be in her emotions. You know, let her be all that she needs to be. I think children should be allowed to take uh, mental health days as well and how many of us ever took them when I had when I was working I never took them you know I was just always working till the end so have her take a mental health day and just stay home and cry and feel what she needs to feel we decided she needed to oh we decided she needed to take a break from her phone I just read that Lizzie yeah it's and and it wasn't just you yesterday like I said we were having a family gathering and uh, we had another family member who said the same thing and her daughter is just crying and having high levels of anxiety 
And I don't take the phone away from my son. I just tell him, and I didn't even force him to meditate, but I told him what happened scientifically to his brain. So he meditates now. So his phone usage has gone down. His Xbox usage has gone down because he's been meditating every day for almost a year, ladies. And he's very disciplined about it. And he not only that, but now he also wakes up in the morning at 4.30 a.m., goes to the gym with his father and brother. And then they come home, he goes to school. And then in the nighttime, at least four to five times a day, they go to jujitsu together. And all of these changes started to happen when he started meditating. So Lizzie, you know that I told you, Elise needs to start meditating. And I told this to our family member yesterday too. It was just even three minutes, three minutes will change their life because I'm telling you, my son is not going through the same things that his friends are going through. His friends are, he's in high school, you know, he's a junior and his friends are going through some stuff, you know, like anxiety, depression. My son is busy, you know, he's 4.30 in the morning, gym, school, jujitsu in the nighttime. He's, he's a great kid and both of them. And, and I really believe that it has to do with his inner work and his meditation. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. And that's why that's all I talk about. But yeah, we need to get our kids in there. Uh, Maya says, that's amazing. What time do you need to go to sleep when you wake up at? Great question. When you wake up at 3.30 in the morning, I always struggle with not sleeping enough or sleeping too much. That is a great question. I, my, um, my program or my blocking mindset thought would tell me that I had to go to bed by eight. But honestly, as long as I'm in bed by nine o'clock, I'm good at 3.30 because think about it, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. You got like almost seven hours of sleep. That's our problem. You need to let go of, we need, I had to let go of my phone at least an hour before. So by eight o'clock, I try not to touch my phone at all because what happens is that the phone has a screen and that light and our brains still think it's daylight. And so to the, the problem is that if you touch your phone right before bed, your brain still thinks it's uh, daytime because you just touched it. So you need to train yourself to like start, stop touching the phone as close as possible to bedtime so that you don't um, create that illusion. And so you can fall asleep right away. The other thing is that I get, I'm tired by 8.45, I am tired now. And even if I go to bed by 10 o'clock, that's more than enough. For me now, four to five hours of sleep is more than enough. If I get six to seven hours of sleep, man, that's like golden. But again, it's because you're creating the life force energy from within. So that is a great question because your habits do need to start from the night before. And even there was time like on Friday night or when it was, yeah, Friday night, my husband and I went out and we went to dinner and I thought we were going to be home by 11, but he wanted to go out. He still wanted to party that party animal. And he, we went out and found this place to go dancing and we were dancing country music and we didn't get home until like one o'clock in the morning. And that was like day 28. And I woke up for to my sadhana. I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, did my sadhana. I think half the time I was not really in my body and kind of like out of it and sleep, but I still showed up. And that's the whole thing with sadhana, especially when you do it as a community in our, in our uh, group, even if you just get up and if you have to lie on your mat with a blanket covered over you and are falling asleep, it's okay because you're in the energy of the community that's practicing and you're getting that, in, that uh, energy back in the system too. So it's just about creating those disciplines. Cause if I, if you stop, because you say you're tired, then you're just not going to continue. So do what it takes, show up to the mat. There are going to be some days where you're just like, this was the sadhana where I completely was out of it. I was like disconnected, angry. I was whatever. It doesn't mean it's a bad sadhana. It just means that it's, that's how you were that day. 
So it just takes practice doing it over and over and over. All the good stuff, all the good stuff. How are you, Nura? Yes, meditation. Um, Nura maybe can help us also with what's happening in the cosmos right now, because man, I think people are really, really feeling it this week. So that's that's why I'm talking about energy this week, because I think a lot of the times we think that it's something that we can find from the outside world. And the reality is that we can we can really create that energy from within. So this entire week, we're going to be talking about that. How do we wean off the seven cups of coffee? And how do we connect with the vitality and the life force energy that is happening inside of us? And as we continue our discussion this week, what we'll do is that um, Nora says it, it is active. Happy tourist season to everyone. Yes, Nora, we can feel it. I think everybody... I received several messages already about it. <laughs> Good time for setting and new routines. Thank you, Nura. So catch, y'all catch that. This is a very good time for setting all. I think you just did a great Instagram post. So go follow moon.mystic. I didn't get to finish it all because it was. <clears throat> I saw it as I was jumping on here. But go follow moon.mystic. Nura um, just did a really good post on Taurus season. So go check it out. But anyhow. We're going to be talking about energy this week. So what we're going to be working on tomorrow is vitality. How do you increase your vitality naturally so that you can create the foundation and the space to have this energy to move through your day? And then on Wednesday, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit more about energy and emotions. What emotions and energy have to do with why you have no energy? So we're going to go deeper down the rabbit hole. And then Friday... Lizzie's going to be back with us and Lizzie is actually having a better week this week. We're just going to call it that. And this week she's going to share with us how she has dealt with the second week of a lot of change in her life <laughs> and energy. And maybe you can tell us a little bit more about uh, also how you're processing this new coming back into the world. Yes, Nora. We love you so much, Nora. Joe, how are you? I love you. I'm sending you a big hug, Joe. So yeah, so we'll be talking about energy all week, ladies. So make sure you join us, 10.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And for now, you know, we all, we know that Satori Wellness and Spirituality is not open for enrollment right now, but you can definitely go take my free training where you can learn more about the SWC method that I created to self-heal, to increase your vitality and your energy so you can deliver your dharma. The link is in my bio, Beautiful Goddesses, or you can find it also below if you're catching this on the replay on the podcast. So go check out that link. And again, you can follow us in our free community as well at Sovereign Women Movement, which is on Instagram. There's also a link in my bio. If you're a Facebook gal, then you can uh, check it out there. So we'll be continuing the discussion this week. I just want to make sure I didn't forget to say anything about energy. No, I didn't. Okay, looking at my notes. Thank you all for being here. Oh, Joe, Bobby is Taurus. Ooh, Bobby with me now. She loves you too. I love you both so much. Happy birthday, season, Bobby. No wonder Taurus. My mom is a Taurus. That makes sense, Bobby. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, this is your time. This is going to be a good time for, for all of our Taurus babies. So sending you all a big hug. See you all tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. Bye, Janet. I love you so much. Happy birthday again. I'll catch you all tomorrow, ladies, at 10.30 a.m. And we're going to talk about vitality. Hug your girls. Help them meditate. Love them. Love you all. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Women Movement Show podcast episode. 
let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SESWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.